0: The following is a production of the PTB Soccer Podcast Network, the Parking the Bus Soccer Podcast Network. The views expressed on the show are those of the host and solely of the host. For more information, follow the PTB Soccer Network on Instagram at PTBSoccer. That's on Instagram at PTBSoccer. Enjoy the show.
1: Já é oficial, o Benfica acaba de confirmar o regresso de Jorge Jesus na próxima segunda-feira. Deve chegar à Lisboa. Boa noite, está confirmado. Jorge Jesus é o próximo treinador do Benfica, tal como a RTP já tinha avançado. O Clube da Luz comunicou há pouco a contratação. Jorge Jesus regressa a Portugal para treinar o Benfica, como a RTP já tinha noticiado há uma semana. O treinador português vem para a Luz por três temporadas e vai receber 4 milhões líquidos por época. Os encarnados já comunicaram a decisão à Comissão do Mercado de Valores Mobiliários. Revelam que depois de contactar o Flamengo, entraram em negociações com Jorge Jesus e que o treinador aceitou a proposta de contrato do Benfica. O Flamengo também já agradeceu ao Mister nas redes sociais e num comunicado publicado no site oficial, o Mengão esclarece que numa reunião, esta sexta-feira à tarde, Jesus se desvinculou do Flamengo.
0: Hey, what's up everybody, this is the Mister Mike Agostinho and this is a special episode of Mister Benfica, what you're about to hear is a special edition, um, all, all about JJ, alright, um, everybody has heard. Georges Jesus is returning to Benfica. He will be the new manager, as you heard there uh, in the audio at the top of the episode. That was courtesy of TeleJournal on RTP Friday night, All right, when it became announced and became known that Georges Jesus had rescinded his contract with Flamengo and he was on his way to Benfica um, What you're going to hear in this episode is something I also recorded at the same time for YouTube, went live at YouTube, at the same time that this episode goes live. So um, feel free to check it out at YouTube. I have the link in the show notes. However, the audio is not very good because I'm very amateur at the YouTube side of things and I forgot to to select the microphone when I began recording for YouTube. So even though the podcast uh, recording... Uh, software picked up the microphone the YouTube was taking it off of uh, my laptop without a microphone so the sound quality is quite bad (laughs) I do admit but it is there for anyone that wants to check it out and it's also very pixelated I do apologize but that is the poor uh, quality of the camera in my laptop at this time I will be getting a new one though because thanks to all of you and all of your listens through the sponsorship of this show i now have enough money for a new laptop along with some other um some other money i've come across through bonuses through my you know my work and whatnot i have saved up enough to get a new higher quality laptop and i'm looking forward to producing better content for you now um back to this episode. Again, this is a real quick freestyle off the top. I'm not following any format, any agenda. I'm kind of all over the place. I do apologize for that. There's so a lot of things I didn't get to in this in this more or less half hour um monologue. You know, I didn't talk so much about which players I think are gonna benefit from this. Um for example, Jorge jesus coming in I think is a very good Thing for a Ruben Dias. It's a very good thing for a Gabriel. I think Gabriel can turn into an absolute monster playing for for JJ. Um, JJ has said in, in a previous interview back in December that he sees a great player in Vigel, but there's a couple of, of corrections that need to be made. He wouldn't say what those were. Now we're gonna see if he can make those changes. And also, Florentine Luigi, I think under under JJ is gonna be an absolute uh, world class number six. Um, Hopefully, with JJ, we're going to keep players a little bit longer. Um, I, I, Yes, everybody's worried about the future of the youth players, but I think that um, the youth players need to raise their level. Just because they're youth players at Benfica does not mean they deserve a shot at the first team, and I think we had gotten so far away from completely not using our youth players to putting them all in there and this year was the worst example of that when we went to the Champions League with in that first game with a almost a complete B team um, I don't ever want to see that happen again and with JJ in charge that's not going to happen he will not let anyone tell him to do that okay again I will go I'll talk a little bit about it in the episode some of you like this some of you hate it I get both sides of it and if you want to hear my opinion on from the Flamengo perspective well I got an a, an episode of Jata Jata carioca coming out very soon in the next 24 hours or so, and unfortunately, it's gonna, fortunately or unfortunately, however you want to look at it, it's gonna be one of the final episodes of Jata Jata as you know the project of following JJ in Brazil is over. Um, I'm thinking of doing this one and maybe one more to to remember his. Uh, remember his his highest moment at Flamengo, and that's it. But I will, I will in Portuguese, of course, on that episode for those of you that understand Portuguese. I will hit on um the the Flamengo perspective of it, okay? And I'm not buying into the into the this notion of this new partnership between Flamengo fans and, and and Porto fans. I don't give a damn about that, honestly. Um, I was a Flamengo fan before. Before Georges Zouge got there, I'm obviously going to continue to support the Mango. I'm going to continue to follow them and perhaps have a a podcast uh, project about that for anyone interested. I'll probably announce that on Jota Jota. All right, so here is, without further ado, episode 69, all about the return of Georges Zouge to Benfica, alright, this is just a little bit of what I think, I think over the next couple of weeks we're going to talk more about this um, as we move forward to next season, and obviously it's going to be fun to talk about J.J. week in, week out next season, whether you love him or hate him, there's, those are the only options, there's really no middle ground on George Jesus. so uh, it'll be definitely a good conversation, it'll make for good talking points. For the duration of his stay. And hopefully it's as successful as the first stay for, for Georges Zouge at Benfica. Alright, so here is episode 69. After the break and after Reconquista. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Um, and and yeah, enjoy the show right after this break. Alright, we'll be back with Mr. Benfica episode 69. I am the Mr. Mike Agustinho. This is Mr. Benfica. You can follow me on twitter at benfica mr on instagram at mr benfica you can follow me at facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash mr benfica always uh always remember to check out www.mrbenfica.com and of course the youtube channel and if you you want to go ahead and click over and check it out on the youtube channel all right we'll be right back with episode 69
1: Sabes que estamos contigo Nós somos o eterno abrigo Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica Ouve a nossa voz O querer de todos nós A fé que não se explica Carrega bem fica Carrega bem fica De todos nós, até que não se explica. Carrega bem, fica, carrega bem, fica. Ouve a nossa voz, de querer de todos nós, o querer de todos nós. Manto ah. sagrado é peso pesado. Não o carrega sozinho em cada esquina, há um vizinho. Sente o carinho, do Algarve até ao Minho. O vermelho, pinta a tuga e é isso o teu colinho. Conquista do que é nosso por direito, que não vi por fazer o que podia ter sido feito. Se queres a nossa força, sabes que estamos contigo. Em casa ou fora, nós somos o eterno abrigo. Sabes que estamos contigo. Nós somos um eterno abrigo. Envolva nossa voz o querer de todos nós. A ver que não se explica. Carrega bem, fica. Carrega bem, fica. Vamos. Ouva a nossa voz.
0: What's up Benfica Nation? Welcome to episode 69 of Mr. Benfica. I am your host, the Mr. Mike Agostinho, and I am here for a special Sunday edition of Mr. Benfica. That's right. There was no match this weekend, but... There's a lot to talk about, isn't there? Alright, so if you haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock for the last 48 hours, Georges J.J. is once again the manager of Benfica. Okay, he has left Flamengo. I'm going to read Flamengo's official comunicado, their official uh, note, in just a moment, as I have it up here on this other screen. And I will start with that, and then we will go and we'll talk about this, All Alright. Not all Ben are happy about this. I fully understand that. Um, I have mixed feelings about it myself. I've come around to the idea when I realized that um, Luis Felipe Vieta was all in on it. And basically, he had set up an environment where no other coach was going to be able to work under. If he had failed and he had not been able to convince Jorge Jesus to leave Brazil, to leave Flamengo... Who is he going to bring in here that could deal with the expectations or the disappointment of at least half of the fan base? A very vocal half of the fan base that um, very much wants Luis Felipe Vieta back. But there is also another half that vehemently is opposed to this decision. So I'm going to try to present both sides of the argument today in this very special episode, but I do have, if you can see here, those of you watching on YouTube, what's up? This here is the 2009-2010 Benfica jersey that I am wearing. You can see the old sponsor on it here, the T- TMN, Telemovel Network. You got the mail on the sleeve, that's right, and uh, this was JJ's first season at Benfica when we were champions, and I have the scarf right here. If you can see it, I'll even... There it says Compionge, and on it here, somewhere on this scarf, I believe it's right here, if you can see where I'm pointing, there's the two letters, J.J., that's because the mister himself autographed that scarf for me. when Befiko We're here in New England playing against the pitiful New England Revolution at Gillette Stadium back in 2010, um, and J.J. signed that, that scarf for me, okay? So, again, I know half of you are For this, half of you are against this. There's pros and cons to both sides. I'm going to start with the official statement from Flamengo. Okay, it's obviously in Portuguese. I'll read it in Portuguese, and I suppose I'll summarize it after that. I'm not going to translate word for word, but you will get you will get the gist of it. Okay, so this came out on the 17th of July, two days ago, um, at 18:15 Rio de Janeiro time. All right, it says (laughs) "O Clube de Regatas do Flamengo informa que." Em reunião realizada na tarde desta sexta-feira, dia 17, o técnico Jorge Jesus comunicou que, exercendo o seu direito contratual, está se desligando do clube para voltar para Portugal. Apesar de lamentar a perda do seu vitorioso técnico, o Flamengo respeita esta decisão pessoal. What that paragraph in English basically says is that Flamengo uses this communication medium to announce that after a meeting held on the 17th on Friday, okay, that manager, Jorge Zuz, has communicated that he has exercised a clause in his contract, a a contractual right to break from, from the club, from Flamengo, to return to Portugal. And uh, though we are sorry about the loss of our victorious manager, Flamengo respect this decision. All right. And then it says, the next line says, nos três meses que Jorge Jesus dirigiu o nosso time de futebol profissional, o Flamengo teve um performance espectula- espectacular, conquistando a Copa Libertadores, o Campeonato Brasileiro, a Supercopa do Brasil, a Recopa Su- Sul-Americana e a... To- A TASA Guanabara. E, na última quinta-feira, o Campeonato Carioca. In the last 13 months, Jorge Zuz has led our team, our professional football team, to an excellent performance, winning the Copa Libertadores, the Brazilian Championship, the Brazilian Super Cup, the South American Super Cup, the Guanabara Cup, and last Thursday, the the, uh, Rio de Janeiro State Championship that they call the Campeonato Carioca. Um, em nome de todo o dire- diretoria dos 42 milhões de rubo negros que formam a maior torcida do mundo, o nosso maior agradecimento a ele e toda a sua comissão técnica por tudo o que foi feito e o nosso desejo é que continuem mantendo o enorme sucesso como tiveram conosco. This paragraph says In Name of the Board and all 42 million Fans of the black and red, the Flamingo Nation, okay, that make up the largest fan base in the world, the Mayor Torcida, as they proudly call themselves. Um, we extend the greatest gratitude and thanks to him and to his technical team for everything they have done, and Flamingo's wish is that this team and this manager continue the enormous the enormous success that they had with Flamengo in the final line it says the Flamengo seguindo o seu o, o seu hino preconiza que tão bem Jorge Jesus represented. continuou a no seu objective de sempre vencer vencer Flamengo uh, continues as their anthem says and as was was so well represented by Jorge Jesus Flamengo will continue as their objective, as always, to win, win, win. Okay, so Flamengo here announced that George Zouj officially uh, breaks his contract, if you will—not breaks, but he he exercises the clause to get out of the contract. Okay, anyone who's ever been in business has been in a situation where you've exercised a clause out of a contract. Okay, I think anybody who's done any kind of business like that understands this. This is not. A ground for hard feelings. Some Flamingistas have hard feelings over this. Okay. When this contract was agreed upon about five weeks ago. Okay. This contract was agreed between George Azuz and Flamingo five weeks ago. Clearly, this exact situation was put in there. Okay. Flamingo allowed this exact situation to be put in the contract because they knew it was very possible to happen. All right. So, with that said, obviously... Flamengo fans are not happy. They've lost their Mister. Not all Benfica fans are happy. Right? Not all Benfica fans are happy. It's it's quite um it's quite interesting that not all Benfica fans are happy, but it, it is actually very understandable. Some have not forgiven JJ for the way he left this club. Some have not forgiven him for the way that he treated uh Rui Vitória when he was the manager when he replaced him. But one thing we cannot deny, okay? George Azouge came to Benfica after a period of poor results, years and years of poor results. He won a championship in his first year just like he did in Flamengo. Okay? His season last year with Flamengo very much similar to the season he had with Benfica in 2008-2000 2009-2010, uh, excuse me. And um and you know the only difference was he was successful internationally with Flamingo, which uh, with Benfica that year he was knocked out of the quarterfinals of the Europa League because of a poor poor management decision on his part when he put David Luiz at left back in at Liverpool. Okay? Otherwise we probably advance and maybe there's another final that we would have gone to, you know, in in that time frame. But one thing that that is true. Jorge Jesus won that title. He lost the next three against very, very strong Porto teams. Okay, Not to mention he faced probably the the toughest Porto side that Porto's put on the field since their Champions League winning side. And that was the one coached by AVB that went unbeaten and that won the Europa League. There was nothing Georges Douge could do in that season to win that title. What you could fault him for was going out of the semifinals of the Europa League wouldn't we kill for that right now semifinals of the Europa League but yeah going out to Braga in the semifinals of the Europa League that year and not getting a chance to beat them in the final of the of the Europa League okay that that's the one maybe real loss that season where we had a chance to do something however okay George Azuz gets it back 2013-14 I believe was the first season of the tetra George Jesus wins two titles in leaves okay? We talked about how he left, okay? I have come to the belief over time. I didn't believe this at the time, but today I believe he was pushed out. At that time, I was as pissed as anybody else. I thought he betrayed us. I thought he went for the money, blah, 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 blah. No, I now understand he was pushed out. The club had other had other motives, and he was in the way. And the way Luis Felipe has run this club ever since that day tells me that I'm right about that. Because a lot of what's happened and a lot of what's gone wrong in the past several years would not have been the case if Jorge Jesus was here he would not have allowed a lot of this to happen he would not have allowed it that's for sure okay so he wins those two titles and goes to sporting right he makes the comment about the ferrari remember he called benfica ferrari let's be let's be honest here okay his disrespectful comments were towards Vitoria and not necessarily towards benfica okay he had he built a team Coivitorio's two titles is still JJ's team. JJ left this team in position to win more titles after he lost. Even in position to beat his new team when he went somewhere else. And we don't have to talk about where he went. We all know where it was. Okay? And he and I'm happy today to say he won very little there. Okay? We won more with the players he with the team he left behind than he won with his new team. Okay? And if not for this stint at Flamengo, we would have won more than JJ won outside of Benfica, period, okay? So we win the next two titles. We get the Tetra, all right? At this point, Luis Felipe vieira has got way too much control by the end of the Tetra. Luis Felipe Vieira decides that our team is already good enough. He does not invest in the penta. This team thinks they can go out and defend a penta with Bruno Varela in goal, okay? We start, we get greedy, and we get egotistical, and we get way above ourselves, and we start thinking that we can win championship after championship by just bringing in youth players. Okay, that's that's foolish. Now some of you have said this is the end of Benfica's young players. I don't agree. Okay? Not entirely. I think the ones that are good, the cream rises to the top. And the ones that are good will have a chance to get into the first team. The reality is and we'll talk about this a lot more when we get to August and we get to the Europa, excuse me, the UEFA Youth League. I don't think there's much there. Even if they go on to be European champions, there's not too many guys there that are ready to next year come into this team. No way. I don't think there's anybody there that's ready, even in the the following season, to come into this team. I I don't see it, okay? What I do see is that this team needs to be rebuilt from, front, from back to front, starting with the back line. That back line's a disgrace. That back line's not going to win anything. Okay? Sorry. Ferru needs, needs to not be our only option to pair with, with Ruben Diaz. okay? Even with the rumor that Ezequiel Geray is coming back, that's fine at first. I'd like to see us go get Fabio Cardozo back from Santa Clara as well. He's better than Ferru. I'm sorry. He's, he's matured. He's more mature. He makes less mistakes. And if Ruben Dias goes, you know, we're going to need another center back. Our, two outs- our outside back situation, I'm tired of having outside defenders that cannot defend. We're not Barcelona. We're not Barcelona, even if our league is, is, is trash and we're that much better than everybody else. Grimaldo shows his weakness, and the reason Grimaldo still belongs to Benfica is because when we go play in Europe, Grimaldo gets exposed for his inability to defend. We need outside defenders that can defend. If we want to get out of the... First of all, we got to get into the Champions League next year, okay? We're only in the in the prelims. And guess what? The prelims next year are not two legs. They're one. We could... I don't know how the the location of the matches is going to be decided. But we could very easily be sent to Serbia to play a one-game playoff to get into the, into the Champions League. That's the situation we put ourselves in. I don't feel sorry for us. We did this to ourselves. The referees didn't do it. The VAR didn't do it. We... Had a seven-point lead, and we allowed it to collapse. And we didn't just allow it to collapse. We managed to lose the league by eight points. Do the math. That's a 15-point swing. There's no excuse for that. Okay? So, we have that situation coming up. So, we need players that can handle the pressure of a one-game playoff. We need two outside backs, one for each side. That can defend. We need to send Tomasz Savarge on loan because you can't send him back to the B team now that he's been on the first team for a season. You'll destroy the kid. You'll destroy his confidence. You'll destroy him mentally. He's got to go on loan to a family Khan, a Hiwav, Braga, Gimeraj. One of the top half of the teams. But somewhere where he's going to learn how to defend. Nuntavars needs to be loaned to somewhere where he's going to learn how to defend. He can't be just playing up top as an outside back. Okay, Leaving a huge hole behind him. Because if we want to play attacking football, and the ones that are happy about J.J. coming in are happy that we're going to play attacking football. J.J. brings attacking football. But if we're going to play attacking football, we've got to have a solid back four. Because we can't afford to be putting in midfielders who are there for defensive reasons to protect the, the frailties of the defenders behind them. That's first and foremost. Okay, First and foremost. Now, there's a lot of rumors of who's coming in. I don't believe much yet. Okay? I don't believe much yet. I do believe that Benfica will aggressively go after Bruno Henrique from Flamengo. And those of you that have listened to this show for the past year, I've been saying I want Bruno Henrique. Why? Bruno Henrique is the missing piece in our attack. We sold João Felix over a year ago. We have not had him for a year, yet we're still playing the same offense as if he's there and we're just slotting other people into that position, thinking they're going to be able to do that job. Oh, Brunel Hick is a left-sided forward, but he can play behind the striker. Many times, at Flamingo, he plays in behind Gubby goal and he sets up a lot of assists and he scores a lot of goals. Okay, he scores a lot of goals as well as assists. He can play that false nine. I've seen and I've read commentaries from fans, some of my followers, some not, some on my platform, some on others, saying that Bruno Henrique is not a player for Benfica. Maybe if you only watched last Wednesday's match against Fl- Fluminense, when he had to play as the striker because Gabi goal was injured. Uh, excuse me, he wasn't injured, he was suspended. And Bruno Henrique had to play in his spot next to P- in front of Pedro rather than behind Maybe you believe that. Or maybe because he's, LFE has people so conditioned that now everybody thinks 29 is too old. How old was Jonas when we signed Jonas? Can somebody r- remind me? He was older than 29. How did that work out for us? I think that worked out pretty well. If Bruno Henrique can be half the player Jonas was for us, we're going to be just fine. If we can get Bruno Henrique, that's the one player from that Flamingo team I want if I had to pick one. Okay, Because he connects. He can be that that link between the midfield and the attack. He can come back and get the ball and bring it forward. He can dribble. He can pass. He can get into space. He can move without the ball. He does a lot of things. We need a better striker than Seferovic. Let's be serious. I mean, that's that's not going to cut it either. But I think Bruno Henrique is a huge improvement in our attack. I don't think everyone agrees with me. A lot of people think he's too old, think that he's... He's only succeeded in the Brazilian League, so that means that he can't succeed in the Portuguese League, apparently, when, I mean, seriously, look at our league. We're playing a team on Tuesday that's already announced they're not going to field a team for the last game of the season. Funny. How would you like to be Portimonense knowing that Avs is not coming to play you on the last week of the season and you get three free points, pretty much guaranteeing your safety in the first division? Thank you very much, Portiva Thank you very much, Liga Portugal. These are the kind of clubs that you have because you allow clubs with corrupt sads, you know, with with uh, phony investors, if you will, to come in and then decide to pull the plug. We've seen it with so many clubs. Bulnes is in the the, the strital. That the what we have in the first division is not Bulnes. That's just the sad. That's half of the club. The club is in the bottom of the ta- of the pyramid. Someday Fumily Cone's gonna fall upon the same fate when their Israeli investor gets tired of dumping money into him, and he pulls the plug. Guess what? They're gonna be back in the in the amateur levels as well. Portuguese football, where Estrela Amadora this week, <laughs> they have a an Assembleia Geral, and they merge with a club that's not even a club. It's just a side. It was Sintra Football. They don't even have a name. They merge. And now, Estrela Madura jumps, what, three levels from the second division of the Lisbon FA to the third division nationally because they get to take Sintra football space in the third division, the Campeonato Nacional Seniors. This is what we're having in Portuguese football right now. And you don't think anyone on that Flamengo team is going to come to our league and, and, and make a difference? Come on. Have you watched them play? Let's go down the 11 right now and compare Benfica's 11 to Flamengo's, okay? Goalkeepers, Diego Alves, Odie. 1 nothing to Flamengo, okay? Why? Because Diego Alves is just as good between the posts, but he comes out better, and he, he's better with his feet, okay? He distributes better. I'll keep Odie, don't get me wrong, he's fine. But right in the very first position on the field, they have a better first choice player. Right back, Rafinha versus Andre Almeida. I'm not even going to go any further, enough said. Center back pairings, yeah. We've got Rubin Diaz. He's better than anyone they got. But you're going to compare Ferru to Rodrigo Caio. Or last year when they had Pablo Mari, who's now at Arsenal. Leo Pereira. You're going to compare. Come on. Thiago Maia. All better than Ferru. Left back. Right now we got Nun Tavares. You're going to compare him to Felipe Luiz, who's a Champions League finalist. A Copa Libertadores winner, obviously. Been deep stages of the World Cup longtime Brazil international Copa America champion yeah he's 34 years old he's still better than uh, he's still better than Nuntavares or Grimaldo Grimaldo can't defend I'm tired of saying this he's a defender who can't defend okay hopefully JJ is going to bring in players that can play that can play both sides of the ball I think we're going to see a big revamp you want to go through midfield there's no reason Benfica's got a better midfield I'll tell you that right now Weigl, uh I'll take Weigel and Florentino over Willy Aron and, you know, whoever else that, that Flamingo is in there. Gerson, who we're being rumored with, I don't even think that's, he's got a bright future, great, great talent, but we're already overloaded at that position. Oh, excuse me for having, uh, it's about, 96 degrees in here right now. I don't have any air conditioning down in this basement. It's 96 degrees Fahrenheit outside. That's about 36 degrees Celsius, and it is very warm. I keep having to keep having to chug some of my drink there. I do apologize for the pauses. Now, Jerson coming to Benfica, that would be for looking forward to a resale, but it's a crowded space in the center of midfield. Okay, so I'm okay with not getting Gerson. I'm okay with really not getting anyone else if we can't get anyone else but Bruno Henrique. Now, we can continue. Up front, I'm not even going to compare our forwards to Flamingos. Come on. Yeah, Gabi Gol did nothing at Benfica, but you're going to compare him to Seferovic? Gabi goal scored, what, 25, 30 goals last season? Same reason Seferovic scored a ton with Jerome Felix. Bruno Henrique sets up Gold for most of his goals. So why not bring that player in and maybe Seferovic gets back to his 20-goal tally or maybe, you know, maybe Vinicius turns into a 25 to 30-goal striker. If we can get keep him playing in the box. But if you think that anyone on that Flamengo team doesn't walk into this Benfica team, you're mistaken. Right now, Benfica is as bad of a team... One to eleven, as I've seen them in many years. Okay, this is as bad as before JJ's first first uh, stint. So, again, I have reservations about bringing him back. Historically, managers do not do well, or as well, in their second stint. Now, as soon as this season ends, we got three matches left. We got two in the league, and we got a cup final. As soon as these matches end. I'm gonna close out the season with a review of the '88-'89 season and why that season. Two reasons. A video just went up here on YouTube. Okay, um, the same same account that made the '82-'83 video. Okay, made a video for '88-'89. So I'm gonna watch that closely. I'm gonna you know look for newspaper articles and whatnot. Watch full matches whatever I can find. eighty-eight, eighty-nine was Sven Joran Eriksson's second stint at Benfica. That's the season he came back to Benfica. So, he's the one I think that may have had just as good of a second stint as a first stint. I'm not sure. I will know by the end of doing that project. Alright, that'll be probably another four-part mini-series to close out the season. And then we'll open the new season most likely with the Youth League. Yes, there's a lot of What we do have to talk about, though, and it can't be ignored, is that there's a lot of is not happy with this appointment. Okay? A a lot of you, rightfully so, I feel betrayed. I have come around to a different opinion. But I was of that opinion one time, and I totally understand and relate to it. Okay? And I certainly empathize with it. However, I do believe everyone's got to get behind the team now. This is LFV's all-in. Okay? I still hope he gets voted out as president. However, being the critical and the cynical person that I am, I don't believe he's going to be voted out. I haven't believed for one minute that he'd be voted out. I've wanted him voted out, but I haven't believed it, okay? Why don't I believe it? Because the system is just <laughs> its just set up for him to win. What it's going to take to remove an incumbent in this system of election is, is I mean, no no. <laughs> No political arena would accept the type of statutes that these football clubs have for re-election. The, the the cards are stacked so high in the favor of the incumbent; it's very hard to to remove them. Okay, and by bringing George Zuj back, if this goes well in the first two months of the season, he's going to win easy. It is what it is. I want at the end of the day, I want Benfica to win. Yes, I'm concerned for the long term good. Okay, we're offering him a lot of money. Sparthing did the same. Sparthing is still paying the debts that they, they took out to bring him in all those years ago. He's back on our side, and they're still paying for the money they borrowed to bring him there. And they haven't won anything since. I don't want that to happen to us. I want Benfica back on top. Now, if we can get a youth player or two in every season, that's great. If we can't, we can't. That means our team is too strong. That means the youth players have to get better. That means the youth development staff needs to up their game. I also think there's been too little turnover in the youth development as far as the coaching staff. And they're also very comfortable in what they do. And um, I think everything needs to be, you know, a little bit unsettled. People got to pick up their game from the bottom to the top. Okay, this is the first step, bringing in a manager. At least, here's the thing about JJ, at least I now have full faith that the manager is the one picking the squad. It's not an agent, it's not LFV, it's not Thiago Pint, it's not anybody other than the manager picking the squad. Because he won't tolerate anybody interfering in his work. He had all the leverage in this deal. LFB had to give him basically the keys to the kingdom in order to bring him in. So if it doesn't work, it is all on, uh, all on JJ as well. He's going to be able to bring in players. We'll see who he brings in. I think, like I said, the team needs to be rebuilt. I think Andre Almeida has to go. PZ has to be humbled and reduced. You need someone, and I think Pedrinho can be the man to beat him out. And I think J.J. is the manager that will choose the better player. He's not going to choose the guy that's been there longer. I'm tired of players being picked because of their tenure at Benfica. This ain't no tenure position job. okay? This isn't a teaching position. You don't get it based on tenure. You get it based on quality. But I can understand the, the worry of many Benficistas that are not in favor of this decision. Now, the other half of you are ecstatic, and I've kind of come around to that side. I enjoyed watching Flamengo for 13 months and following JJ in, in Brazil. He has changed. I've seen him grow into a much better manager than he was in 2009 when he came in here the first time. I assure you, he's a better manager today. He's somewhat more humble, believe it or not, Okay. He had to humble himself in order to be accepted in Brazil. And he conquered Brazil. They didn't want him 13 months ago, and now they're devastated he left. And the same thing can happen here. It all depends on how the results go. It all depends. These results could could be everything. And they will be everything. If we come out and we win and we're respectable in the Champions League, everyone's going to come around. 99% at least. What do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at Mister on Instagram at Mr. Benfica, on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Mr. Benfica. Check out Mr. com this week, all right? We'll be back later in the week after the Avj match, okay? This was a shorter special edition. Um, what I think is going to be very interesting this season coming up is going to be George Jesus taking on two of his former players as his direct rivals, Ruben Amoury, and yes, Sergio Conceição. Sergio played for Jorge Jesus at Felguedish. Be interesting to see how that goes. No, I do apologize. I'm losing my voice here. Um, that's going to be very interesting to see, and... See so kind of mind games come out of that. I agree with Nuno Gomes and and uh, Pedro Barbosa on their TV show on TVE Twenty Four on Match Football. And the difference this season between Benfica and Porto, and the reason Porto won, was Sergio Conceição kept his team together in the midst of their crisis, and our team fell apart. They had a crisis too. Okay, they were seven points behind. And they came back. We dropped the lead and we never recovered. I give all credit of that to Sergio Conceição. What he lacks in X's and O's he makes up for in spirit and in leadership quality. Now we've got a leader of our own. Say what you want about him, but he can lead a locker room. We'll see how it goes. All right. That's it for this special edition of Mr. Benfica Episode 69. We'll see you later on this week after the Avs match. All right, we'll be back on the podcast uh, platform, and we'll see you there. And uh, we will talk about Abj Benfica, the second of the penultimate match of Nage 2021 uh 2019 2019-2020. And we'll look forward to the final match of the season, the derby against Sporting, and continue to see how Benfica is coming along in preparation for that Portuguese Cup final. And I'll talk a little bit more about where where this leaves Nelson Verissimo. I'll talk about that in the next episode, all right? But Jorge Azuz has returned to Benfica. All right, he will be presented, I believe, on the 24th later this week. He'll be officially presented as the new manager on the 24th of July. All right. But he's traveling back to Portugal, I believe, tonight. And he's supposed to arrive tomorrow. Again, any questions, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, or Instagram, or you can email me at themisterbenfica@gmail.com. Some of you, um, some of you prefer the email. I don't mind it. Uh, thank you to everyone who who does communicate. Okay, um, those of you that aren't on board with JJ, that's okay. Listen, Benfica is a democracy, so. We're not always going to agree on everything, but we all agree about this. Those of you watching on on YouTube can see what I'm pointing to. This is something we all agree. Okay. Thank you to those of you joining me on YouTube. Thank you for watching, and those of you catching it after the fact. All right, and to everyone listening on the podcast format, thank you. Remember, you can hear this wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, uh, Spotify. You name it; it's there. Okay, um, and if you can't find it on your particular platform. Just go to www.mrbenfica.com. It's available there. All right. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you later this week after the match. Enjoy it. Carrega Benfica. pelo Benfica. We are Benfica. Damu 38. See you later on in the week.